0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy Radio Show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where, as always, we're here together working to improve our financial IQ. Uh, this is a something that people don't really talk about. They just have one, they think of one major IQ. But you really have to have an IQ in all eight parts of a balanced life. You want a great, um, obviously, financial IQ You want a great family IQ, a great romance IQ, a great charity IQ, a fitness IQ, and it all requires study in those particular arenas. Um, I have fortunately come across books, both audio and written books, on all of those subjects, and I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to really mastering all eight parts of a balanced life. So you want to make sure that one of your goals for 2023 is to spend some time studying everything, all the eight parts of a balanced life. You know, listening to this show is primarily for financial IQ. But we do hit romance, uh, fitness, uh, sex. We'll talk about, and that really falls into the romance category, about family values. But you got to study each of them to be good at them. Uh, People have a tendency to just trial and error their way through life. And they don't read 70%. This is a shocking statistic. 70% of Americans never read a nonfiction book after high school or college. Now let that sink in, especially those of you that fall into that category. This is a brutal point, but you need to take it to heart. Do you realize that you're probably dumber now than you were at 22? Does your memory get better or worse as you get older? It gets worse So you've forgotten some of the stuff you knew at 22 when you graduated college or 18 when you graduated high school, whatever you finished with. You're getting dumber every year that you don't read nonfiction books, books on romance, books on family, books on charity, books on uh, fitness. It's just what a lot of people think is that you can stagnate through life that when you reach a certain level of knowledge you can carry that knowledge flat through the rest of your life but there's only one consistent thing there's only one thing that never changes and that is change everything is changing new information is coming out new technologies new ideas and if you're not reading going to seminars, learning new stuff, you're actually forgetting stuff that you knew. See, in life, you're either blooming or dying. There is no coasting. There's no flat in the center. You're either blooming, you're growing, or you're dying. And as brutal as this point is, if you don't read nonfiction books, you're dying mentally. You're getting dumber and dumber and dumber. Don't do that. (laughs) Read, keep listening to shows like this. I hope that I'm helpful. But there's all kinds of great material out there, all kinds of incredible podcasts where you can pick a subject that you don't feel like you're getting the results from your life that you want. And there's a podcast on it. You can download it to your phone. Listen to it in your car on your way home from work. You can educate yourself so easily now, it's almost ridiculous. you got to commute, right? At least 30 minutes. Pretty much everybody has a 30-minute drive to work or longer. Do you realize that if you just listened in the morning, what's 52 times 5? Uh, Clear 52 times 5 equals... That would be 130 hours of training if you just listen to a book on the way to work every day. Five days a week, half hour commute. 130 hours of training. Do you think your life would be better or worse if you did that? It's guaranteed to be better. Guaranteed. Every book I've ever read changed my life in positive ways, and sometimes it was just one idea out of the book. You know, you hear this sales pitch all the time. Look, take my $500 course. If you just learn one idea that makes you $20,000, it's worth it, right? Well, that's how I feel about every book that I read. There's something in there that improves my quality of lifestyle. Includes my improves my relationship with my spouse, improves my fitness, improves my nutrition. Um, just get out there and be aware that there are multiple IQs. There's eight of them. There, and you may have discovered another one. You know, our wheel of life includes eight parts of a balanced life. You may have something else that's important to you. So you have nine parts of a balanced life. Um, read a book on that too. There's no limit. But please keep growing because there is no... What what is the word? I'm I'm losing the word for where you think you're just going to plateau and stay at the same level. You don't. You're either going downhill or uphill, blooming or dying. The middle is stagnation. And stagnation you know what happens to stagnant water becomes undrinkable it becomes death so please think about all eight parts of a balanced life and make sure you're spending some time in each of those I think it's a lady named Marianson you know during the break I'll try to find her name But she described the parts of a balanced life like a house with eight rooms. And every day, you should spend a little time in each room. And I took that to heart. And I don't do it on a daily basis as effectively as she describes. But at least weekly, I'm in one of those rooms. I'm reading a book on it or listening to a podcast on it or something to help improve that part of my life. So um, Total Wealth Academy is an education and coaching program for people who want to improve their wealth, the wealth side or wealth part of a balanced life. And remember, your career, your job is a different part of a balanced life. Those are two separate things. Many people make the mistake of thinking their job is their wealth, and that's the only source of income they have is a job. This is a major mistake, major. If you only have one source of income, the odds of you succeeding financially are minuscule at best. When you look at the 5% of Americans who retire successfully, before or at age 65, almost all of them had a second stream of income. And 70% of them used real estate to produce that second stream of income, 70%. So that's kind of why I chose real estate is because, and this may sound funny when I say it, but I didn't see myself as the smartest guy in the world. So I said... You know, if 70% of the millionaires in the United States are using real estate, maybe I should take a look at that. Let me go take a look at that. And of course, when I did, it took off from there. So that's what we do at Total Wealth Academy is teach people how to use real estate to build a second stream of income in the wealth side of their balanced life and we use everything from single family homes which is active investing and it's really semi-active meaning I can run 20 houses in about six hours a month and I can teach you how to do that too and make eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month for my family. That most people are willing to work an extra six hours a month for an extra eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars. Many of you are willing to work an extra 20 hours a month for a couple grand. You take a second job or you go from 40 hours a week to 60 hours a week at your present job. You think that's the way to build wealth. It, it, it really doesn't work though, does it? So that's what we do at Total Wealth Academy. Please be aware there is no coasting. You're either blooming or dying. Make sure you're blooming. Spend time, daily, weekly, improving all of the parts of a balanced life. Well, on Tuesday, I owe you an apology because I promised on LinkedIn, if you follow me on LinkedIn, that we were going to talk about the four ways that real estate makes you money and how commercial real estate allows you to control the value of your property much more effectively than residential or single family. And I got caught in traffic. Didn't get to the studio till like two thirty, so I we played a repeat. But I'm prepared to do that right now. Um, so let's talk about one of the major sales pitches that I received when I was you know I'm you got to go back to when I was 27, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life financially. And I said I went go to this sales pitch, and the guy outlines the four ways that real estate makes you money. And I realized, okay, this is why you can't compare stocks, gold and silver, crypto, all these speculative things to investing in real estate. It's just not a fair comparison. Real estate will destroy those things in every case. Now, why do people even debate this? The reason is... Most of your financial planners only include one of the four ways when they compare it to stocks, gold, silver, mutual funds, whatever. And that's appreciation. By comparison, they're pretty close. But they forget about cash flow, equity buildup, and equity capture. And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. And we were talking about, and I better build on this, we were talking about how if you go to a financial planner or you go to somebody who invests in stocks and mutual funds and speculative things like that, and you say, what do you think of real estate? They're going to hit you with, well, you know, they both appreciate it about the same rate, Um, but real estate's more work, it's tenants, toilets, taxes, I don't want to do it. You're going to hear something like that. And it's because, first off, you did something really dumb. You went and asked someone who's not a real estate investor about real estate investing. Come on, you know that was dumb before you did it. You don't ask people who are not successful real estate investors real estate investors, that eliminates Dave Ramsey. And I love Dave Ramsey, but he should not be talking about real estate investing ever since he failed at it. Um, You don't talk to people who are not professional, successful real estate investors about real estate investing. See, those people don't know about cash flow, equity buildup, and equity capture. They only know one thing, the gambler's angle, and that is it's going to go up in value. Well, what do we know about stocks and real estate? Do they always go up in value? No. In fact, it's not if they're going to crash, it's when. Now, the good news is it's not if they're going to recover, it's when, but bottom line is appreciation is not the reason to invest because it's volatile, it's inconsistent, and you can't pay your bills with it, but you can pay your bills with cash flow. When you talk to a competent real estate investor, they will slaughter speculating for appreciation quickly and effectively in your mind, and that's what we'll do right now. Now, does real estate double in value every 20 years? Yes. Um, but you don't want to rely on that because you might need to retire in the down market. What if you had needed to retire in 2007 or 8? All of your stocks and all of your real estate would have been down in value. If you See, this is where people don't, This is what people do when they think it's real estate investing. They go out into a neighborhood where the average home price is $300,000. And they buy 10 homes at $300,000. And they wait for them to go up in value. That's what they think real estate investing is. That is not real estate investing. That is speculation. You're speculating. You're gambling. Hope it goes up, roll the dice. Hope it goes up, roll the dice. Just like stocks, gold, silver, and crypto are gambling. You're rolling the dice, hope it goes up. That's the only way you make money. That's not real estate investing. Let's look at probably a very simple deal now. This example is from a couple of years ago before COVID, before the crazy price increases. But this is a good example of how we make money with real estate. So five years ago this was probably the average single family home we were buying. Now we're buying two fifty to three fifty. Um back then it was two hundred to three hundred, so it's jumped. But let's just take a little two hundred thousand dollar home out here in Katy that I bought off of uh Um, West Green which is just west of Houston in a city called Katy and you cannot tell where Katy ends and Houston begins so I bought this house with an ARV of about 200 it was actually more than that I just rounded everything down to make these numbers easy to understand so let's say we have a $200,000 after repaired value I was able to pick this up for about a dollars Why? Because it was a disaster. It needed drywall work, new doors, new appliances, new paint, new carpet, I don't put carpet, Um, new wood floors. It it needed pretty much everything. The only thing that was really sound on it was the foundation, the roof, the AC, hot water heater, a couple of the appliances, everything else, just a disaster, horrible. It cost me $45,000 to do that rehab. So, the next expense that you have is your holding and closing costs. Holding and closing costs. What that means is the first month to two months that you own a rental property, you may have no income. So you have holding costs. That would be your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And then you have your closing costs. So I'm throwing in 10 grand for holding and closing costs. When you add these 3 together, purchase price, rehab costs, holding and closing costs, that's your all-in price. And that all-in price was 170. 170. Now, make a note. Did you notice that I included the holding and closing costs? You know most of you don't do that. I talk to people all the time, I say, what'd you pay for the house? Oh, I paid two seventy-five. Really? That included closing costs? No. What are you talking about? You didn't pay two seventy-five. You paid two eighty-five. <laughs> but people are delusional. They don't count all the expenses. It's really kind of humorous. So I've got a two hundred thousand dollar ARV and my all in price is one hundred seventy including the holding and closing costs. So this deal was $20,000 total out-of-pocket. $20,000 was my total out-of-pocket that included down payment and closing costs. Why so low? Because I used a thing called a hard money loan. Hard money or what's also known as a bridge loan. A bridge loan is a loan that includes The purchase price and the rehab money all in one loan all in one loan so do not go to Wells Fargo chase any of those big banks and buy rental property you're gonna put 20% down plus the rehab costs if I had used Wells Fargo on this deal or any other major bank this deal would have been let me get an estimate hold on 115 20% of 115 would have been 23,000. I would have had to put the 45,000 in rehab and the 10,000, so 55 plus 23. This deal would have been $73,000 total out of pocket if I'd have used a normal bank. See why I use hard money loans or bridge loans? I got this deal for $20,000. So let's talk about the first way that it makes you money. The first way is cash flow. In this particular deal five years ago, it rents for $2,200 now, it was $1,750 rent. $1,100 was my principal interest taxes and insurance payment. I'm going to take out $300 for maintenance and vacancy just for safety. Now some of you who are professionals, you know if I've just completely rehabbed the property I'm going to have very low maintenance but I'm gonna go ahead and take out $300 a month or $3,600 a year for maintenance and possible vacancy. That leaves me a cash flow of $350 a month, which as I mentioned is now $850 a month, or or $4,200 a year, which is $350 times 12. So let's compare that to the stock market gold, silver, whatever. 4200 divided by the 20000 that I have in the deal gives me a 21% rate of return. So what I want you to think about, where is your money now? Are you getting a 21% cash on cash rate of return, money that comes to you every month in your pocket that you can pay bills with? Are you? The answer is no, isn't it? Let's look at the second way that the deal makes you money. It's a thing called equity pickup. Equity pickup is the difference between the ARV and your all-in cost. Remember, my all-in cost was 170. The ARV, after repaired value, was 200. That means the instant I close that deal, my net worth went up $30,000. $30,000. To look at the rate of return, you take the $30,000, divide it by the 20000 that's a 150% rate of return. Instantly. Now please, think where your money is. When you buy whatever you're investing in, does it go up in value 150% the moment you close the deal? The answer is no. But with real estate, it can. So let's go to the third way. It's a thing called principal reduction or principal pay down. And all it is, is every time your renter pays their rent, you pay your mortgage and you reduce. Your mortgage, you reduce what you owe on the property every month, and it's not a lot the first few years. Now it becomes substantial after 15, 20 years, but you don't hold these things that long, so it never really becomes really substantial. But 1,800 divided by the 20,000 you've got in the deal—that's another nine percent rate of return, just in principal paydown. So so far. Number one, cash flow. Number two, equity pickup. Number three, principal reduction. And that leads us to number four, the one I told you is the most worthless. It's appreciation. It's only about 3% annually. See, people who don't know how to invest, invest for appreciation. They don't know any better. That's why so many people have money in the stock market. They think that's how you invest. You buy low to sell high. That is the mantra of the gambler. Buy low, sell high. I'm going to get rich quick. All I have to do is buy it low and sell high. Well, that has proven to be extremely difficult. In fact, no one's been able to do it effectively on a regular recurring basis. But let's just say that you get your three percent. Your property goes up in value three percent. That would be $6,000 a $6,000 increase in the value of your real estate. 6,000 divided by 20,000 You're all-in number I'm sorry your total out-of-pocket sorry if I confused you. That's the total out-of-pocket. That's a 30 percent rate of return on appreciation alone and that's the worst reason to invest in real estate <laughs> of the four now they're all four great so I'm splitting hairs here but it's just it's not consistent you could hit what we're seeing right now a downturn in prices a downturn in values so you don't really care as much about the appreciation as you do the other three. So when you add these together, cash flow, equity capture, principal reduction, appreciation, do you know that the total rate of return the first year on this deal was 210% in one year? 210% ask yourself the question again. Where is your money right now? Is it making you two hundred and ten percent? And you know the answer. The answer is no. So after the first year there is no equity capture. Remember equity capture is the difference between what you paid for it all in and what it's worth. You don't get that the second year, just the first year. So your total rate of return the second year forward is about a 60% rate of return on this particular house. Do this 20 times over the next 10 years, and you would have $120,000 a year in cash flow. That doesn't include rental increases, just as is. And, and you've seen that the rent on this house went up 500 bucks in about five, six years. You would also have $6 million worth of real estate, and $3 million of that would be in equity. So the best thing to do is go, okay, let's say you're 40, you've worked over 10 years. Do you have $120,000 a year in cash flow coming in after your 10 years plus work? And do you have $3 million in equity somewhere? If the answer is no, does it not make sense that you should probably add some real estate to your portfolio? Because what you're doing is obviously not effective. It's not working. And you have to be objective. If you're 40, you've had almost 20 years of trying it your way. Are you in the financial position that you want to be in? You've worked 20 years, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Are you in the financial position you want to be in? Okay, Then have the guts to admit that what you're doing doesn't work. And you have to change what you're doing. Real estate is the vehicle for you. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen to literally tens of thousands of people it's phenomenal how people's lives change once they have the wisdom to go get in the right investment vehicle. And this brings up the story of going to England. If I go out tomorrow and buy the fanciest, most expensive Ferrari, and I drive by your house and I say, Hop in! We're headed to England. How many of you would get in that car with me? Come on. It's one of the best cars on the planet. Let's go. No, none of you would get in the car with me because you don't want to drown on your way to England. But if I called you up and said, hey, meet me at the airport. My private jet's going to take us to London you'd probably be very likely to go on an all-expense-paid trip to England for a week or two. You'd probably go, yes, Steve, let's go. Why? Because it's the right vehicle. See, most of you are in vehicles, jobs that you know can never ever take you where you want to be financially. You know it because you've already done it 20 years didn't work but you know what you're gonna do do it another 20 years man I know things are different kids are out of school kids are out of college Uh, everything's changed I'll do the same thing another 20 years and get a different result that is a form of insanity you're not gonna get a different result if you keep doing what you're doing Zig Ziglar said it very clearly You keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting, and nothing more. You need to consider getting some real estate into your portfolio correctly. It does require some education. I get that, but everything requires education. Everything that works requires education. (laughs) I guess you don't need an education to go buy mutual funds, but it doesn't work. You know, the stock market average over the last seventy-five years is seven point five percent. That's what you're gonna get, even with the ups and downs. That's not gonna build wealth for you when the real estate investors are making sixty percent. You're making seven and a half. We're making sixty percent. You see the problem? We're in the right vehicle, you're not. Time to get out of that car and get into the jet with us. Let's go off, off the next thing. Commercial real estate is different from residential real estate in that we control the value of our property. Are there outside factors that control it? Yes, but they are minor by comparison to the NOI or Net Operating Income and increasing it it's a thing called forced appreciation forced appreciation and the example that I use is a little 30 unit that wasn't when I did this a couple of weeks ago I was describing this but this was a deal this was an actual deal I thought this was just one that we used as an example but this is an actual deal it was a 30-unit apartment complex that was purchased for 50000 a door. Why so low? Because, again, like the single-family house we discussed earlier, this particular property was a disaster. It, ne- it needed almost $400,000 in rehab, $400,000. Excuse me one second. I got the cough. Sorry about that, so $1.5 million was the purchase price. $400,000 was the rehab. And our closing and holding costs, get ready, hundred dollars hundred dollars Commercial real estate costs a lot, but you'll see why it's totally worth it. So our all-in price was $2 million. $2 million. All right, when we come back from the break, I'm going to show you how in 18 months, we doubled the value of this property. And now, you know, many years later, I bet it's worth triple, maybe even quadruple what we purchased it for. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. When you put money in the bank or pay your insurance premium, they take that money and go buy real estate with it why because it gives the highest rate of return and is the lowest risk this is called passive investing due to some recent changes in the laws you can now invest the exact same way total wealth academy can show you how visit totalwealthacademy.com and attend our free sample class on real estate investing that's totalwealthacademy.com thank you Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where today I'm giving you a strong sales pitch, a strong, a lot of encouragement to get some real estate into your life in 2023, because it, it will change your life. You know, the, the startup question is, are you in a better financial position at the beginning of 2023 than you were at the beginning of 2022? And the sad result of the surveys I've done it's not good. Most people are in a worse situation when they consider that one year of their earning ability is gone and they've picked up debt. They didn't get the raise they were expecting, you know, things like that. So what are you going to do differently in 2023 to ensure that at the beginning of 2024, you are in a better position? Again, I suggest educate yourself Learn how to do this stuff and get some real estate in your portfolio. So we've got this deal, this 30-unit with a $2 million all-in price. Our total out-of-pocket on this deal was about six hundred grand. And what we did is as soon as we closed, what we did was, you know, it's really, this isn't in any particular order. A lot of this stuff happens at the same time. But the big priority, remove the drugs, the thugs, the prostitutes. Get them out. Um, We rehabbed the entire exterior. We rehabbed all 30 interiors. Remember, this was over an 18-month period. This isn't overnight. We leased the vacant units. We raised the rents on all 30 units to the market rent and even added a laundromat. See, one of the things that helps people understand what I'm about to say is you must understand that you can have two identical apartment complexes side by side, same city, same street, corner, same size, same number of units, identical. One of them can be worth 20 million, while the one right next to it is worth thirty million. And I'll show you why. See 18 months later, we have increased the income on the property or most importantly, the net operating income or NOI. N-O-I, net operating income. In this case, when we bought it, it had about $160,000 a year in income, net operating income. 18 months later, and we brought it way up above this since then, we had $240,000 a year in net operating income. So to determine the value of the property, we went to a bank, got an appraisal, and they determined that the fair cap rate for that time was about 6%. So what you do is you take your net operating income and divide it by the capitalization rate or cap rate, which in this case would be .06. So $240,000 divided by .06, the new value at the end of 18 months, $4 million. Do you see how we forced the appreciation we control the value of these properties what we then do is refinance let's say you would put $600,000 down on this deal you would refinance the deal and pull out 1 million tax free because it's a loan that's a 167% rate of return in 18 months you started with six hundred thousand you have one million in your pocket you still have the six hundred thousand dollars in the deal and another one million dollars equity in the deal the total impact for you and your family if you'd have done this deal you now have one point six million dollars equity in the property now remember you put six hundred in there so 1.6 1.6 includes the 600 you put in there, and you have one million dollars in your pocket. You turned six hundred thousand dollars into two point six million dollars in 18 months. Now, for those of you with a hundred grand, five hundred grand, a million dollars, I want you to think about how long it took you. To save up that hundred grand, five hundred grand, or million bucks. Did it take 10 years? Did it take five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? How long did it take you? We turned your $600,000 into $2.6 million in 18 months. Do you see the difference? It's a um, this stuff saves your life. See, time is your big asset. That's the big one because it's so short, so finite. There's so little of it. If you can do in eighteen months, Four times as much as you did in the last twenty years. Does that make sense? It took you. Let's say it took you ten years to save up that six hundred grand to do this deal. Ten years of work. And eighteen months later, you got two point six million. See the difference? It's life changing, and we're doing that every day. We've got eight commercial deals being purchased right now by the members, everything from apartments, several apartment complexes, senior living. What's the other one? I don't think we have any self-storage going right now, but there's a third one. But there's eight large commercial properties being bought by our members right now, and if you were a member of Total Wealth Academy, you could be getting in on that. And the, at, the low is a twenty percent rate of return. Many of these deals are coming out higher than that. So it's three times what you're making in the stock market, pretty much minimum, and we're getting way more than that on a lot of deals, including this one. The actual rate of return, what would that be? Clear. Give me one second. I'm just gonna take the two point six clear. Six hundred thousand dollars divided by 2,600,000, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 2. I did it backwards. I apologize. 2,600,000. 0, 0, 0. So 2.6 million divided by $600,000, 433% rate of return in 18 months. So you would divide that by 1.5, rate of return annualized. 289% rate of return. That's what these families are getting that are members of Total Wealth Academy. And there's no reason your family can't get it. You just have to have the courage to get yourself educated, get out there, and start living. You know, the people are like, oh, it's it's risky, it's risky, everything's risky. You hide from risk, you're hiding from life. There is nothing of value on this earth that doesn't require risk. Everything of value sits on the other side of risk. If you're the type that says, I'm going to avoid risk, you're avoiding life. So educate yourself, take the risks. That's the only way to get out of life what you want. All right, we just got a couple more minutes. Oh, wow, we only got about two minutes. I'm not going to open the phone lines because there's just no time. But if you've got a question about anything that I've covered today, please feel free to email me your question, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. steve at totalwealthacademy.com. You can email me tonight, tomorrow, whenever, but write down that email. If I went too fast, if I said something incorrectly or something you didn't understand, let me know. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com All right, one quick question I can answer from Daryl. With these current high interest rates, is it a good time to be investing in real estate? You need to make a distinction. The interest rates are not high. They are normal. We're just a bunch of... <laughs> bear with me because I'm saying this for effect. We're just a bunch of little spoiled brats that have had two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half percent percent interest rates for so long that we think that's normal. See, these interest rates are normal. six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Now, you get up above 9%, you are starting to irritate me. <laughs> it's starting to get high. But what's going on right now? These are normal interest rates. If you can't make money, you don't know what you're doing. So absolutely, 2023 is going to be an incredible year because prices are dropping because of the people that don't understand that these are just normal interest rates. Since the majority of people are uneducated, prices are going to drop and you're going to be able to buy a lot of real estate in 2023, even with normal interest rates. All right. Thanks for the question, Daryl. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day.